0: And now, the group you've all been waiting for, the Lovers of Five!
1: Hi, I'm David. And I'd like to tell you about my favorite number, which is the number five. And the number five is my favorite number because it has one straight line here. And then it has a round line on the bottom here. Yeah. And then it has another line on the top I love singing about the number five. Give me five, five. Ah, give, me five. Yeah. give me five, give me one, two, three, four. Give me five, give me, give,
0: me, ah, give me one,
1: two, three, four. But if you love me more, give me five, ah,
2: give, me yeah. five. Give, me give me five, give me five that's right it is time for another edition of the five x five hello everyone this is patrick O'Dowd. welcoming you in to the five by five here on the Chairshot radio network a part of the chairshot.com where we remind you to always use your head the chairshot.com always use your head Thank you very much, Amber, and I do that intentionally because my guest this week is Amber's lesser half, Mr. Christopher Platt, Mr. Velvet Pipes himself, the voice of the Chairshot Radio Network. Welcome to your first ever 5x5. How are you today, man?
0: Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Patrick, I am doing fantastically well and only getting better. It's funny, that song made me, it reminded me of how I learned the number five when I was in school, and what my teacher taught me was, and I still remember it to this day, was skinny man, got fat, and put on a hat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) I wish I could take credit for this, Uh, like like I found some magical nugget on the internet, but this is the result of one Mr. PC Tunney, as I was talking to him about, I needed something appropriate to bring... ...in the show, because I was just using the old Chair Shot Radio intro, and I like your voice, man. I I hear it once a week when I record Chair Shot Radio with Dave for Hockey Talk slash Musical Chairs, but I wanted something that was unique, and I was asking him how to do like a mashup with the word five, thrown in there a bunch of different ways, because the title comes from an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where uh, the character Faith from season three, played by Eliza Dushku, back in the height of her powers... She, um, when people would ask her how she was, she'd be like, I'm five by five, meaning five fingers by five toes. Uh, it didn't make a ton of sense, but like, that's what she was talking about. Like hands and feet and all that. Uh, and so that's really where I kind of came up with the, I, the idea for the title and then wanted to do like a bunch of mashups like that. And Tony's like, no, hold on. I got this thing that me and DP used to do like a decade ago. Nobody's going to remember that we did this. I give it to you. And so it's perfect. It's a perfect intro thing. And so I was just thinking about this as we record here. We haven't podcasted together in quite some time. Like you filled in on bandwagon nerds at times when I've been absent. And so it's it's been a hot minute. I'm excited to get that I got you on the show today. And I'm also so thrilled about this topic. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a secret. This was like my favorite and most challenging topic to put together to date. And that is including the ridiculous topic that Aesop gave me, where I had to give my favorite five uh, movies rated 20% or less on Rotten Tomatoes versus yeah, yeah, the that's... five worst 80% or better movies on Rotten Tomatoes. That That list was a pain in the ass. This list was fun because we're going to talk music, and we've had moments... Uh, with music and, and bonded over our mutual appreciation of some various artists, namely Queen, Freddie Mercury himself, and that, that group, but a, a lot of others. And so today, we're going to do our five best and worst cover tunes of all time. A- and I, I can't say enough about it. Uh, thank you for, for picking this, t- or for jumping on on this topic. I know I kind of picked it for you, but it felt like the right topic to do with
0: you. No, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And similar to you, I'm actually excited to hear that you struggled with this one as well because I did. It, in a fun way, but it, it's right. like it's so vast and there's so many songs and there's songs that, you know, I had to cut off that I, I really wanted to, you know, put on. And it, it it was a lot, man, but I had a lot of fun going through it and Amber was there with me and I played a few of them for her and we, we, we made a, a good time out of it. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's, and, fun,
2: it's funny uh, you mention that because Julie and I, uh, Mrs. O'Dowd herself, like we did the same thing. Cause I was like, man, I'm working on this list. And I, and these are what I'm trying to do. And she then got into looking up shit on her own. And then she kept coming down and being like, you know, and another one and another one. And I was like, DJ Khaled, stop. And another one. <laughs> and, and it just, she, she finally, I was like, you know what? Let's just sit together and let's look through some stuff. And so this was, yeah, I, I made this list with contributions from my partner. So what we're going
0: to do yes.
2: We're and gonna take it. I
0: also had my bad man. I also no, no, had contributions ahead. from outside sources. I was texting a few of my friends, like, "Hey, man, can you think of any covers?" They gave me songs that I didn't even realize were covers. So that yeah, complicated right? the process even more, right? It's
2: it's <laughs> such a it's such a shocking thing when you're like, "Wait a minute, this this famous version of the song that I know and love isn't the original." Like, really? Mm. That's stunning. But uh, we're gonna get into all of that probably mostly when we talk about the best. Because the best are, are the tunes that, that really made it huge in a good way and are exciting. And so the way we do this, explain it to you because it's the first time on the show. It's two lists. We do our best after the first commercial break. Then we take a second break. And then we go into the worst. We save the worst for last because that's what people really want to hear. And so
0: if Ironic, without... Yeah, that's what Amber yeah. did too. save the worst for last (laughs)
2: save the worst for last that's what we're going to do and we're going to do that right after our first commercial break so when we come back christopher platt and i are going to give you our best five cover tunes of all time you're listening to the five by five on the chair shot radio network a part of the Chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's
0: angrylemonade.net.
2: All right, welcome back. So, Platt, you've done project episodes on bandwagon nerds as one of the, uh, extra hosts, members of the team, part of the bandwagon, you know how this works, but we're going to remind our, our audience real quick as to what we do. Uh, though at this point, if you, if you don't know how we do this, then, and this is the first time you listen to the show, go back in the archives, listen to all of them. This all started with Ray Cash and holiday specials, uh, back, back in December of 2021. Here's how this works, everyone. Platt and I are going to take turns, given our our top five. We start at our five and work our way up to the top. If Platt and I have a mutual tune that, say, I rattle off uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game by Metallica, and Platt's like, oh, shit, that's higher on my list. He's going to raise his hand. We're going to pause, and we're going to give Take Me Out to the Ball Game by Metallica all the love it deserves at the highest point. It is on either of our lists. These are our lists. These are by no means. This is a top five people. So these are by no means exhaustive. And for the first time ever, I, because of the nature of building these lists, I made exception to the rule and actually allowed us to have two honorable mentions just to throw out a couple of two. We're not going to talk in depth depth about them, but just two songs we really, like we we would, would have been, like if we'd done a top 10, they're six and seven. Uh, and I feel okay with that because PC Tunney has a history of breaking the rules of the podcast anyway, doing like okay. two fives, two fours and that sort of business. Uh, and I, So I think it's only fair. Uh, we talked a little bit about the process. I'm going to let my guest, first time guest, go first. And uh, we'll go ahead and we'll, do our, we'll trade off our honorable mentions, but you'll do your number five first. So why don't you start with your honorable mentions for best cover tunes of all
0: time. So my honorable mentions, this was hard as well. I mean, I, I don't have to tell you, we already <laughs> talked about how difficult this was. I went, um, I heard it through the grapevine by Marvin Gaye. Hell yeah. Absolutely love that song. Again, it's only we, we can only pick five songs, right? So we got down to nut cutting time and I'm splitting hairs. And the reason that this didn't make my top five is because it was originally sung by Gladys Knight and the Pips, which yep. is still Motown, like it's still in house. So that, that, that's the, the disqualifier that I'd use on that one. It's similar to if the Usos started doing Superman punches and spears. It's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's a little too close to home. Um, another one is Proud Mary by Ike and Tina. Nice. absolutely love that song. But I also like the, clear, Cream, the uh, Creedence Cream's version clear as well. Yeah, I like the Creedence version as well, so I didn't want to discredit that. I'm I'm really into Credence, Patrick, for some weird reason. Like their and, their insistence upon the stars and bars makes me a little uncomfortable as a black man. But I mean, right. you're talking good old fashioned southern rock. You can't do you can't do much better than Creedence Clearwater Revival, man.
2: Yeah, Creedence Clearwater Revival and Leonard Skinner. Those are the two, mm-hmm. you know, southern rocks. And speaking of stars and bars and feeling weird, Leonard Skinner is a <laughs> oh boy. So my, so my two, actually, I love the way you described why you left uh, the songs off that you left off, because I did the same. I, I kind of did the same thing with my two choices for honorable mention. Cause I did uh respect by Aretha Franklin originally yes. written by Otis Reddin- Redding Redding uh, again, same family uh, uh, of music uh, though. You can't argue that Aretha didn't take that song and just make it hers. Like it is absolutely hers. And then the other one that I did is uh, uh, it was a cover of the of redemption song by Bob Marley and the Wailers. It was covered nice. by Ziggy Marley and the uh, Irish folk band the Chieftains. And so I remember
0: that that was that was that's a good one, man. I didn't even think about it when I was doing this list, but that's a good one.
2: And it's it's such a it's such an interesting thing because they keep the spirit of the tune that Bob wrote with this Celtic sound sort of weaved within it. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it also, to me, if there's a, if there's a group that, that deserves your respect to check out, check out the chieftains. They were phenomenal and played with the best of the best when it came to musicians, the world over of all genres and redemption song. That version of redemption song is, is great. It doesn't sound too much different from what Bob
0: did for obvious reasons. I mean, yeah,
2: but uh do, do we have
0: time for a fun fact real quick because you threw Celtics you, you, out there and... sure.
2: Throw one fun fact at me. I got I got time, it's a 45 okay, 50 cool.
0: minute podcast. It's cool. Okay, cool. So speaking of, of Celtics, you know that's where the uh the Jamaican dialect comes from. You know how when Jamaicans talk, we have no idea what the hell they're saying. Well, that's where that comes from because you know Jamaica originally was a British uh colony, and you sure. know what the British did back in the day. And oh, the yeah. Irish were slaves as well. I mean, they called them indentured servants, but, you know. Same difference. different. Different toilets, same shit, yeah. So that Jamaican dialect that you hear is these African slaves that learned how to speak English through these Irish indentured servants.
2: I did not know that. Yeah, In fact, if I could play the the more you know little thing, like I, I'd <laughs> do that right now because that is, that is awesome. I had no idea, so... Great, I had and had that's
0: a lot of opportunities to drop that gym, man. So I, I had to shoot my shot, you know.
2: Hey, that's I, I appreciate, it, and this is a good place for it. And so you're going to kick us off now with your number five best cover tune.
0: What do you got for us, man? So for number five, I'll be I'll be very interested to see if we have any crossover. We do sure. have similar musical tastes, so that is in play. But for my number five, I went "Walk This Way" by Run DMC.
2: That's a that's awesome like that's an awesome choice it's not on my list but that's a that's a terrific choice uh and and in fact that video that they did with aerosmith introduced me to both bands
0: oh interesting so yeah and so because that's actually why i put it there man was the historic significance of the song because at this time number one mtv yes kids mtv actually used to play music videos. But at the time, the only black artist that could get consistent burn on MTV was Michael Jackson. And the critics and the tastemakers at this time were still completely ignoring hip-hop as a genre. They thought it was just a fad and it would fade away like disco or, you know, some shit like that. So having one of the most iconic American bands in Aerosmith really give the rub, not only to Run-DMC, but by extension to hip-hop also, not only by agreeing to do this and agreeing Green to the cover, but also like you said, appearing in the video and it's just, it's a dope song. It's a dope video. Shout out to Rick Rubin. He's the one that put all of this together, but I, you know, and run DMC was really the first, uh, I guess we'll say mainstream hip hop act. Right. So yeah, just, yeah. So just again, just because of the historic significance of this. And I also wanted to give hip hop a little bit of love because typically when these lists come out, hip hop doesn't get a lot of love. So yeah, my number five is "Walk This Way" by Run DMC.
2: Well, it's funny you mentioned you know the only rap artist that you would see on MTV in the '80s before this really came along more often than not with the Beastie Boys, a bunch of white guys who, mm-hmm. it, for for lack of a better way to describe it, kind of appropriated the the, the sound because uh, yeah, they were the
0: Beasties were dope though.
2: The they were, were dope, dope, but they they, they weren't dope. originally a rap band. Like yeah. they weren't. Like it's so funny to yeah. watch the see how they transitioned. So my number five. Is, uh, is a cover of a Paul McCartney and Wings song, Live and Let Die by Guns N' Roses. And nice. here's the thing about this. Like, I, I kind of have a weird love-hate relationship with Guns N' Roses because when Guns N' Roses is on, they're fucking on. And it is amazing and terrific. And Axel's voice was built for this song. And the way he just takes it and is bluesy, with Slash's guitar back behind him, it takes everything that Paul McCartney and Wings did for a for a title tune to a James Bond movie, like that, like the, the James Bond movie of the same name. Like Paul McCartney wrote this song for that movie, uh, and, and Guns N' Roses took it. And I, and I actually debated between a couple of different Guns N' Roses cover tunes, and went with this one because this is the one that I I really get out of my go out of my way to like listen to. Over and over again because
0: it's just so good. It's so good. Oh no, that's an excellent choice. And if you ever do the uh, five by five best and worst James Bond flicks, sign me up for that one as well. I'm a huge James Bond. Market. Sounds like a plan, man. <laughs> like
2: I'm gonna be trying to to do this a lot where I'm recording and banking a lot of these episodes and having them ready. Like I'll take any and all five. Like, the best thing about the show and why I've been so excited about about doing these is that there it's literally limitless topics. Like, there's no end to how many of these episodes we can do. This can go on forever. So, uh, excellent. My number four uh, is uh, Real Big Fish. Ska Band, Real Big Fish, did a cover of the tune Take On Me by Aha. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you're like, what? That's Take... That's taking me back, man. To
0: the because uh, we're we're about the same age, man. So you also right, right. grew up in the Friday Night
2: Videos generation. Yep. So,
0: so you no, know that was like that. Aha! Video was
2: like the coolest shit ever. Right <laughs> with the pencil with the ahead. pencil cartoon drawing <laughs> and the dude hits that high note. Take Take on Me by Real Big Fish takes a four minute song and because they're a ska band cuts it down to about I say it's like a five minute song um, by by Aha uh-huh. takes and cuts it down to about two and a half minutes and just ramps it up, you've got horns, you've got heavy guitar, and you've got a couple of different dudes singing singing this song. And I, I learned about this song, I learned about this cover through the movie Basketball, because Real Big Fish is the band that plays at all of the basketball games that you see that take place throughout the movie. And at one point, they sing Take On Me, and I'm like, that's awesome. It caused me to buy the basketball soundtrack. I sing that song at karaoke the the real big fish version of take on me and i you talk about a pop because i can hit that high note on at the, that big note crowd loves it and that gives me the endorphins i need to get me through my night of
0: imbibing nice <laughs> i'm going to i haven't heard their version man i'm going to go check it out when um, when we get off here
2: absolutely take on me by real big fish all right you're number 4 sir
0: yeah, because Sky had to grow on me, by the way. I always consider it oh, yeah. like white people's reggae. So it, it took a while for ska music to kind of grow on me, man. But nice. uh, my number four, I went Hound Dog by Elvis Presley, mm. uh, which is a cover of uh, recorded originally by Big Mama Thornton, who was a jazz, excuse me, a blues singer in the 30s and right. 40s. A uh, completely different vibe. The original song was oh. about an eight-shit man that's going out all times of night boozing and, and fucking other women. You know what I mean? And Elvis... Okay, yes, he stole everything from black people. We know that. Yes, it's he well did. But two things can be right simultaneously, and I mean Elvis. He, you know, he had the swagger. He was handsome. He was charming. He could sing, and he could dance pretty well for a white dude. Like you know, it's not like the colonel took fucking Zach Galifianakis and made him the biggest star <laughs> in the world. You know what I mean? No, like, no, hey, not at all. Him. Not at all. Yeah. And Elvis was Elvis. And similar to my number five pick, I also picked this because of historic significance, because Elvis became that dude. You know what I mean? So I, I had to pay homage to, I'm not going to call him the king. You know, my king is Mike, but I right. had to pay homage. Yeah, because Elvis was that dude.
2: Hell yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent, excellent choice, man. I, uh, I can't argue that at all. I, again, so many, on, uh, so many potential covers and, and not enough room. And so wasn't one that I put on mine, but I love that it's on yours. So that was your number four. It's on to your number three, my bro.
0: Okay. Now the next two are completely Homer picks. So my number three is the Fugees killing me softly. Fuji, miss, specifically Lauren Hill. Go ahead. Yeah. Miss,
2: Mrs. O, Mrs. O'Dowd suggested it. No, I did not put it on mine because she was the Fugees fan. I was not.
0: Ah, got you. Which is a remake of Roberta Flack's Killing Me Softly. And it's funny because uh, Amber and I, we were going through this and I was playing the songs. And when I played this one, she didn't even realize it was a cover. So that's how much that the Fugees, and again, specifically Lauryn Hill, made this song their own. And there's been a few covers of this. Luther did a good cover of this as yep. well. Like this, this one is, you know, this is like microwave popcorn. It, it gets repeated quite often. But I think this one really, again, they, they made the song their own. So that that's my number three pick.
2: As a karaoke guy, I make I make this joke a lot of times with some popular songs. But "Death Taxes" and "Killing Me Softly" sung by a white girl is, is a thing that happens <laughs> at karaoke bars around the world. It's it's a true thing. It's a hell of a song. Yeah, put Lauren Hill on the map and just whew, good stuff. Uh, my number three. There's very it's very rare, and, and there's two of these instances on my list. It's very rare where. Somebody makes a song that's kind of iconic for them, and somebody else takes it and makes it makes it bigger, better, and completely takes the song away and makes it iconic for themselves. And for me, the 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 queen of those is Whitney Houston. I will always love you. Originally written, oh, higher on Platt's list. We do have something in common, which means yes, we'll move sir. to my which means we'll move to by number two. And I will share that this cover tune I didn't know was a cover tune initially until I did research about a song that knocked me on my ass while it was like the first time I heard it. So I'm sitting around and I see that John Legend and The Roots have collaborated to put, that, put out an album called Wake Up.
0: Let's Wake Up, yes.
2: And, the, and there's a song, the, tie, the first track on that album is a cover of a song called Hard Times. John Legend and the Roots do the song, Hard Times, originally done by Baby Huey and the Babysitters. And John Legend and the Roots come out, and they just hit you hard with this heavy drum beat right into to counting in the song, and they don't quit. And they don't let up on you until it is over. You are out of breath after you've heard that song. And, and you go back, and Baby Huey and the Babysitters, like nobody, nobody knows who, the, who, who they are. Like no, at all?
0: I thought that was I thought that was Bobby Womack that originally did, did that song.
2: No, I looked it up. Baby Huey did it first. This song has yeah. been covered on multiple occasions, but unless I unless I messed up, I have it as Baby Huey and the Babysitters did it originally. Mm-hmm. But John Legend- and that album, by the way, that Wake Up album is nothing but covers. I learned that later. It's like it's a bunch of cover songs uh, of protest music from the
0: seventies. Uh, that's headed. john legend that should be his lane though like he, his voice is oh, perfectly suited for those types it's so of songs, good you know it's so
2: good and yeah. he and he and he collaborates with a ton of other artists like there's multiple mm-hmm. artists on that it's it's a great great album i i highly recommend it and uh that i second
0: was, that yeah and that
2: was my number two
0: i still i have that cd around here somewhere i've moved so much you know what i mean in the past 15 years well i'm constantly moving but that CD is around here somewhere. Now I want to go find it so I can listen to it. Even though I could probably just find it online, it it would actually be easier to find it online because then I gotta find a CD player. And anyway,
2: iTunes is a thing, you know,
0: man. I'm I'm a title guy, man. We we had this conversation, man. We did, we did. Anti Steve Jobs, R.I.P. By the way,
2: R.I.P. But we hate you.
0: Yeah, we just we don't hate you. We just hate what you did to the world. But my number two. I'm huge fans of both of these artists. My uh, growing up, my childhood, I heard a lot of these artists, the the originator as well as the remake. Uh, My number two is Luther Vandross Superstar, which was originally performed by the Carpenters. My mother was huge fans of both the Carpenters and Luther Vandross. So by extension, that means I'm huge fans of both the Carpenters and Luther Vandross. And this is another one where Luther literally made the song his old. And this is another one that has continuously been covered, you know. Right. Luther's voice is so smooth, man. It's just like hot butter. It's just like hot butter going through a butter knife. My goodness, I could listen to this man sing the telephone book from A to Z. Can I I tell you?
2: his his holiday collections are like some of my favorites and yet I feel a little weird because I'm mildly turned on listening to him sing Silent Night <laughs> and shit and I'm like, I ain't supposed to feel like warmth down in my giblets like what's going on here but you can't, I mean, like that's fair, a Luther smooth ass singing, voice to be fair Luther was
0: singing to you and I no disrespect, but it just yeah. was what it was you know what I mean? Right, so right, but it,
2: my, my nipples got a little like mm, <laughs> <I> oh <go? laughs> put me away in a manger oh sorry
0: <laughs> that's hilarious plus you know luther was a huge wrestling fan too since we are the chair shot shot up yeah yeah he used to go to the shows there's actually a, a clip that you can find it online gregory hines is talking about being in the studio with luther and they're literally right in the middle of finishing this album and luther made everybody stop and brought the whole session to a halt because wrestlemania was getting ready to come on. That's
2: hilarious. That is an awesome story. That is that is the only kind of story you get from Christopher Platt during a 5 by 5 You talked about the Carpenters, too. I You want to talk about something that's just tragic uh, because between Karen and her brother, he was one of the best. He, he was an amazing songwriter. And coupled with her voice, was it was magic. And there's so many great songs out there i i have long argued that if i was ever to write a broadway musical based on like another artist's music kind of like how Mamma mia is all ABBA tunes i would write a tragic love story using nothing but
0: carpenter's music this it'd be it's yeah it's too easy it's almost and too easy because there's a lot of songs that y'all like and you just don't realize that they were carpenter's songs so yeah look, right. look them up when you get off this podcast that's not con- listening to this podcast
2: that and concepts that people don't realize are real, like uh, the fuzzy guitar, the fuzzy electric guitar. The Carpenters were were one of the first to really use that in their music, and people don't like people think it's a rock thing. No, it was a it was a smooth light rock Carpenters tune that <laughs> that, that got you going. So, all right, that was your number two. So I think that tells me what your number one is.
0: Yeah. It, so it, talk yeah, to it, me. Talk to so me my,
2: about talk to me about Whitney, man.
0: Another one of God's instruments, like Whitney's voice was so beautiful, you would have thought God touched her himself and gave her that voice. Absolutely iconic. The The irony is I almost put her national anthem at uh, Super Bowl 19 on. <laughs> well, here,
2: here's what's funny. I just thought of this as a different five by five best and worst national anthem performances of all time. Ooh. Well,
0: like got, I-, I got my number. One, and I got my my number one worst. I got my best and worst right now. I was like, I, I was one. like,
2: I got I got two in my best. I'm sure that you would be ready for them too because it's um you know you've already mentioned them once. Marvin Gaye at the yes. NBA All Star Game and Whitney Houston at the Super Bowl. Like those are like plant the flag on that shit. That's some great stuff. Yeah. But but we're talking. I I will always love you. Um, she just completely took that song and elevated it beyond anything you could have imagined and and i first heard that song because of the bodyguard and then one day my mom was watching the musical the best little whorehouse in texas and (laughs) dolly parton is the lead character in that alongside burt reynolds and when she and burt reynolds break up in the movie she's walking along packing her shit singing and i will always love you and it blew my mind because i thought whitney houston wrote that song
0: and even dolly basically bequeathed the song to whitney like yes. it's yours now you you took it and shout out to dolly Parton, man dolly was one of my uh, first early introductions into the joys and wonderfulness that is cleavage like it was <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was dolly Parton, elvira the movie amadeus and, and, yeah. and what's the 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 big titty blonde that used to run onto the baseball diamonds and and, and hug and kiss all the players? Oh Christ! You know, I, don't you know, know. I, I know what
2: you're talking about, but I don't know who yeah, I don't know her yeah. name. No place,
0: I no, no, I, <laughs> I hear were what young you're saying four introductions into cleavage. So shout out to Dolly on that one. But yeah, hey. this song is amazing. The bodyguard soundtrack itself is is amazing as well.
2: I mean, if you're gonna and, cast I mean, Whitney Houston, you better make her sing like every fucking song,
0: right? Like, yeah, yeah basically, yes. And it's funny because this was my first introduction because, you know, the movie itself was such a big deal. Like, Kevin Costner yeah. was at the height of his powers at this time, and it was Whitney Houston. And, th- you know, that, that just, that, it Whitney Houston, period. And when I'm watching the movie as a kid, love the soundtrack, but there was just something off. And I'm a child, so I don't understand the concept of movies not being good, especially movies that are at right, right, to right. that degree and right, that level. Right. Like, it, yeah, just, yeah. it didn't compute to me at the time, you know what I mean? And it was just, it was I.
2: Yeah, it's
0: just I that was that was weird for me.
2: Yeah, I uh, I can safely say I've
0: never seen the bodyguard. <laughs> I never I
2: never watched it. It was never in my wheelhouse. Um, if I wanted to watch two people get steamy in my young adolescent days, <laughs> I watched Tom Cruise on Top Gun getting it on with uh, Kelly McGillis, who then turned out to be gay. And so that that killed that illusion uh, when she became like super lesbian. Like she like fully <laughs> embraced her the lesbian. I was like, I'm confused now. Cause you were super hot and,
0: <laughs> and now you screw.
2: And, and by the way, <laughs> screw me for judging her like terrible on my part, but hey,
0: man, she, she got, church, she
2: got me bro. through a lot of confusing times. Young Patrick, adolescent Patrick appreciated that. My number one is also a song that the original artist basically bequeathed to the person that made it their own. And that is Johnny Cash's cover of hurt. By nine-inch nails, and you know, nine-inch Nails put that song out and talked in regards to, their, to addiction, drug addiction, and the battle of, of the self-destruction of heroin addiction. And Johnny Cash took that song, stripped it down to an acoustic guitar, sat on a porch, and made it a reflection of his life and facing his death. And I challenge anybody to watch that video and not get emotional. It's with with his wife standing there. And to know that he died shortly after that video was released. Just, it it gets me every time when I see artists making music that's them facing their mortality. Uh, Like, I'm a big Neil Diamond fan. Neil Diamond's last two albums are all about the end of the road for him. And, you know, and now My he's... Album back- uh,
0: last album, too. Yeah, they, it came absolutely. out, I think, in 2016 or 17. But, yeah, it's the same thing about Tom, their mortality. And, and Tom, and
2: Tom Jones. Tom Jones, Mr. Um, it's Not Unusual himself. His last... He just put out an album about a year ago. One, it's fucking great. And hmm. you should go... People should go listen to it. But... And, and it's everything about a reflection on politics to, a, to his life and, and mortality. And that's what Hurt is. Hurt is by Johnny Cash. It's him reflecting on the life that he, that he led and, and the footage that they show of him and his youth at the Folsom prison and all that stuff. It's, it's amazing. It's emotional. And to me, it stands alone as it, it, to me, it's the unquestioned greatest cover of all time.
0: So that's my, in in uh, my world. Another Rick Rubin production, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. 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 So that's a good one, man. Like if, if we would have done a top 10 that definitely would have been in my top 10 it, it was absolutely. hard to cut it from the five so yeah that's an excellent pick man seriously
2: absolutely thank you and and 100% you had an excellent point pick as well with i will always love you and so all right folks that's going to do it for our best cover tunes we're going to take our commercial break before we head to the recorded commercials it is my duty to remind you that if you like what we do at the chairshot.com and on the chairshot radio network head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in a chair shot shirt. I myself am representing the brand today, wearing my bandwagon nerds shirt, my show shirt. Platt is representing with a chair shot logo shirt. Those are just two of the designs you can find over there. They're reasonably priced at $19.99, but if you want to feel fancy, get something that feels nice on your giblets, do what I did, get it soft style, and you'll just, it's, it's smooth, it's wonderful. And then when we start talking about people like Marvin Gaye and Luther Vandross, it just feels right on your skin and it's, it's excellent. Go soft style. Again, we love putting out quality content for you every single day over these interweb airwaves. And we can't do that without your support. And the best way to do that is to get to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in the shirt. When we come back, the worst of the worst cover tunes of all time. You're listening to the 5x5 here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of Chairshot.com.
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? <laughs>
2: Okay, we are back, and folks, this is the list we all know you're really waiting for. That's right, the worst of the worst, the bottom five on the 5 by 5 Worst cover tunes, man, I'll tell you, there's some bad (laughs) stuff out there, and and I can't wait to
0: hear what Platt hated, because there's some bad stuff out there. As much as I agonized over the five best, that's how much fun I had conversely coming up with the five worst and playing them for Amber getting her reactions. And yeah, it, it, yeah, this is, this is going to be fun.
2: Cool. And here's the thing for the five by five and the second list, we reverse the order. So I'm going to go first this time so that your number one is actually the last one that should get announced as we go through this. Um, we're going to do like we did last time. I, I, I picked two honorable mentions and probably one of my honorable mentions is going to be really controversial To the mainstream out there because i i actually took this cover very personally when the band released it and that's the sounds of silence by this by disturbed i Mm -hmm. fucking love simon and garfunkel i love their folk sound i love their protest music and so to hear disturbed put out this like grungy alternative angry sounding sounds a silent thing that i know a lot of really depressed emo people love fuck you all you killed a good song and i will never forgive you disturbed my other honorable mention a little less controversial i love cheryl crow had a crush on cheryl crow in the 90s resented lance armstrong when he married cheryl crow celebrated when that fucker went down in flames and they got a (laughs) divorce because that put cheryl crow back on the market but I will never understand why Cheryl Crow covered Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses and put that on the Big Daddy soundtrack. Cause that song shouldn't be touched and is trash. And damn it, Cheryl, you did wrong. She doesn't
0: have the chops. Like you, you talked no, earlier about song. Axel Rose I was about to say Axel Foley, but Axel Rose's Axel, voice. Like it, it really is, Foley. Achmel Foley. Like, didn't Rolling Stone say he had the uh, the most vocal range of any artist ever? Axel, talking about Axel Rose. And I mean, you hear it uh, in shows. like She just didn't, she didn't have the chops. Between him and Freddie.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's up there. But yeah, she didn't have the chops to pull that off. So those are my two honorable mentions for worst tunes. What were your honorable mentions?
0: So my honorable mentions, number one, is this song by this uh, British girl group by the name of Mystique. I actually had to look this up. If you've worked retail within the last 15 years, I, there's a pretty good chance that you've heard this song their cover of this is how we do it by montel jordan is to 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 quote the the lads across the pond it's brutal it's absolutely brutal like my god what are you doing because you know that song is a hood classic and i mean it's it's mainstream now you hear it on you hear it everywhere you hear it on commercials you hear it at ball games like that's part of a that song is part of americana now that song will live Way past Montel Jordan. I don't know what the hell they thought they were doing, but they didn't do it and they shouldn't have done it. And I, I wish them nothing but uh heartbreaking sorrow for even trying to do it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, <laughs> and my, my my second honorable mention, man, I don't even know if y'all even know this is a thing. Love this band, by the way. Love Duran Duran. But apparently they did a 911 is a joke cover. The yes, yes, they Puppet did. It almost, it
2: almost it <laughs> almost made my list. And you hear, it's (laughs) god-awful. It is terrible. Oh, my God. So, and think about this, folks. Those didn't make our list. We're now going to go into our list. My number five, uh, uh, one of my top five bands of all time is The Who. Roger Daltrey, Pete Townsend. One of their iconic songs of all time is My Generation. Hillary Duff covered My Generation. And... It's the, the, uh, that idea is every, ba- every bit as bad as you could imagine it to be. Horrible, horrible tune. It's all like it's completely cleaned up. It's all poppy. And she like, again, a lot of these you're going to find. It's the voice. Like it's just not the right voice or sound for it. Uh, for most of these. There's one exception to that. And it's just one that I don't like. Uh, but Hillary Duff doing My Generation by The Who. Fucking
0: awful. That's hilarious, by the way. We, we've got some 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 uh, former, because she was a Disney girl, right? If oh, I'm yeah. Mistaken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah we, we've got some Disney princesses on my list as well. My number five is Faith by Lip Biscuit. And the funny part is, it's not horrible. But what I'm mad about, number one, I'm a huge George Michael fan. I grew up listening to George Michael's music. I go all the way back to Wham! through his solo era. My mother and my sister were both in love with him. Little did we know. This is before we realized I had a better shot with him than they did. But that's can we just can, hold
2: that up a second? How did people not fucking know? Like, look, watch the Jitterbug video, people. Fair,
0: okay, fair enough. But <laughs> it, was, I mean, it, it was the it, it was the eighties, though, man. It was a lot of androgynous shit going on.
2: He in had the a 80s headband. 80s. He was wearing the. It wasn't like the headband you would see like Magic Johnson wearing or James Worthy. It was the little rope headband. Like, there ain't nobody uh, uh, straight wearing that. Uh, again, there was a lot of androgynous shit going on in the 80s. and guys. He looked and, like uh, Olivia uh, Newton-John. Newton Newton. He looked like a better mm. Olivia Newton-John. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I'm probably, sorry. It was probably out here
0: getting more buns than the Saturday morning at the bakery. Like, they, there was a lot yeah. of that shit going on, man. Like, right, right. I.E.C. Prince. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, to the, the audacity of Lip Biscuit, of all bands... To try to cover this iconic song by this legendary artist, that's why it had to make my top five. Because what the fuck are you doing, Limp Biscuit? Know your role, shut your mouths, stay in your lane. This ain't it. That's true. I hate Fred Durst, so I was I was okay with that making that list.
2: You're number four, my
0: man. Speaking of Disney princesses, my number four is, and I I, I kind of feel bad putting her on this list considering everything she's been through and she finally seems to kind of get be getting her life back in order now.
1: Hmm.
0: But a bad song's a bad song. And Britney Spears' cover of Bobby Brown's My Prerogative is just a bad song. Wow. And I understand what they were going for. Like, it, it fit what they were going for. Because you know the, the Disney uh, kids, they pretty much all have the exact same story arc. Like, they, they're additionally America's sweethearts. And then once they get to adulthood, they start wearing less clothes. The songs and the dances start to get more sexually explicit. They start hanging out with black people because apparently America thinks that's right. IG. And then and then a few years after that, they do their interview with uh, Vanity Fair or whatever the fuck, talking about how they've grown and, and matured and <laughs> blah, 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 that. And then they go on to have whatever career they're going to have. You know what I'm talking about, though. I do I do, earth, I do, I do, I do. So this fits perfectly in... In that storyline, it's just a really bad song, man It's very milk and' it's, it's uninspired and frankly, she sounds high while she's singing it and I don't mean high like that good create that good high off those creative drugs like cocaine and and, and heroin. she sounds yeah. sedated
2: you know a little I mean? bit like, a
0: little bit sedated. yeah,
2: so, it's yeah crazy, I mean
0: in a, st- in a shock to no one you're right. But it made sense. But, I mean, that's all. You got to have the two to go with it. Because, I mean, my prerogative is basically the R&B equivalent to Frank Sinatra's My Way. That's how Bobby sung it. Like, Bobby didn't give a fuck. Bobby was unapologetically Bobby. And it, it, it you felt it. It came through in the lyrics. This one, not so much. But I'm glad that she has got seems to have her affairs in order. She's got her money and her career back. Because, you know, from the outside looking in, it looks like her family ain't shit, And that's unfortunate. But I'm glad that she's doing well. But she should have left this one on the cutting room floor.
2: Absolutely. Here comes my other, probably slightly controversial cover, but I hate it so, so much. Uh, and will instantly change the channel if I do come across it on MTV Classic. And that is Lenny Kravitz's cover of American Woman by The Guess Who. Uh, yeah, I hate Uh-oh. his cover. I think it is trite. I think it is overly... I just think it's too much Lenny uh but just throwing his own personality and I and I like Lenny Kravitz, did not like this decision, hate it. And I know that a lot of people have it on the other list uh, of greatest covers. Not me. Don't I don't yeah, like it. it. This thing yeah. is
0: we sauce. It wouldn't have made my greatest covers list, but I do like the song. So that that is, yeah. look at you, you, you you coming out hot. Huh. I
2: coming am. Hot. I, I like what I like. I'm the East German judge, and that is that is a big one. Here's one. I th- I'll, I'll tell you what. We're going to move right into my number three, and I think this is one we'll agree on, all right? Panica at the Disco. They covered Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. No, you just don't do it. I don't care, and I don't even know who the lead singer for Panic at the Disco is because I don't listen to that band very much. His voice, not Freddie Mercury's voice, his voice sounds completely wrong doing a Queen song, and it's not good. And there are good covers of Queen tunes out there. This is not one of them. Fuck off Panic at the Disco. Don't touch my band. Don't touch my band.
0: I've never even heard it, but fuck off Panic at the Disco. That's one song that nobody should ever try to recreate because you can't. It's impossible. Why would you do that to yourself? And they're probably sitting around in the studio and everybody's shaking their heads like, oh, yeah, we got it. That's a hit. No, it's not. It's not. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Yeah, don't touch it, it, alone. it. No, leave it alone. As, as My Hammer said, three, you, you can't, can't touch this. <laughs> My number three comes from a band that, quite frankly, they could have had all the top fives because they have all the bad covers, which is Fall Out Boy. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> they got all the bad covers. You basically could have just closed your eyes and picked one. The one I picked here was uh, the cover of Michael Jackson's Beat It. That's another one. Just don't do it. You, It's Mike. Don't do it. Just don't. And you couldn't. Right. It, it's No, it's, I
2: remember uh, that cover. I, I remember that cover being pretty bad. I, I thought you were going to go Alien Ant Farm for a second and go Smooth Criminal because I actually like the Smooth Criminal cover by alien ant farm so i was i was about ready to call you coming out hot but <laughs> you wisely went in a different direction with fallout boy and beat it and, and i think it's covering anything off of the thriller album is is a bold move to say the least yeah. like that's a bold Don't move please. and no no that's not not the answer so yeah, like I'm if, with you. if
0: michael jackson drunk a a, a gallon of bleach poked his eyes out with a pen, and then went to the studio. And that's what Fallout Boy came up with with Beat It. I mean, but the more I started researching them and all their bad covers, I'm wondering, are y'all industry plants? Like, why do you melon farmers have a career? Because <laughs> you know I mean?
2: the, in- the industry says so. Like, it, you, you talked about this before. Like, the industry decides who's popular, right? Like, yeah. they decide who gets popped out, and, and that's how that works. And so the, the, the idea of underground artists making it big, like, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, a lot of, a lot, and that's why you hear a lot of, you know, angry music geeks complain about music not being quote unquote good anymore. Cause you, you do, that. you have to get past the industry and the industry putting your music out, and getting airplay. And, you know, payola continued to exist. It just changed forms after it got caught. So that's, that's really all that happened there. My number two, cause that's where we are now, is my number two, I do believe. Um, John Lennon's most famous song of all time. Can you name it? Imagine. Avril Lavigne decided that she should cover Imagine. <laughs> I need to know who was at the table when she said, I really want to cover this and slapped them for not stopping Avril Lavigne for covering
0: Imagine. Two things. Four th- three things. Cocaine, Jim Beam. And Jack Daniels, those who were at the table.
2: Clearly, (laughs) it's here's it. It's one of those things she just sounds all wrong singing this song. Like, go back to singing about Skater Boys. And and here's just a word of advice to anybody out there because we had a bunch of misguided celebrities during COVID cover, imagine as well, and that was fucking stupid. Oh, this is another song I, I for all. Four, all five of these songs that I've listed off, I firmly believe are ones that should just have never been touched and attempted to be covered, because you you can't do it, and they're such iconic tunes that you're putting you're putting it up against. Uh, it's a losing battle, and imagine like you can't do it. Like you just, it's it's a terrible idea, and it was a terrible song, and it showed. So that's a good. All right, that's but my dope. number one, my number one. Iconic artist, one a queen of music for during the 80s and 90s, one of the top women ever. Madonna.
0: Well, wait a second, can I get my number two before you give your oh, number one, sir?
2: No, <laughs> I thought you
0: did your number two. Uh, I did not. Oh, well, what's your number two? <laughs> yeah, today? yeah, have a sit, man. My number two, and I, I feel bad doing this, but it's got to be uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire as covered by Taylor Swift. And I'll be, I'll be, I'll be. You're doing that, that to Taylor honest, Swift, man. I'm doing that to Taylor Swift. And I'm a, I am I'm I big I'm big, have big, no problems man. with that. I'm going to be honest though, man. I've actually, in the past, maybe a couple months, I've actually listened to some Taylor Swift music. Right. Her songwriting ability, like there's actually, she's actually very talented. Like, Yeah, she's, a lot of, she's, uh, she's
2: a talented artist. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't know. I just thought she was mayonnaise, and that's why y'all pushed her to the top. But, like, she's an a excellent songwriter. Like, there's a depth in her songwriting abilities and her her music that you don't get anymore with pop records. So, yeah, all respect due. Leave that song alone.
2: Yeah, you don't it touch that ever. Me, no.
0: Have you ever seen Undercover Brother by um, starring Eddie Griffin? Yes. So there's a part in there where he hooks up with White She-Devil, played by Denise Richards. And they're sitting at the house, and they're playing this Gap version of the Thong song, and right. she's so talking about yeah, they got all the funk, Cisco left out. Th- that's how I when I hear Taylor Swift September by Earth Wind and Fire, that's what I hear. That's yeah, exactly t- what I. Hear. You take
2: you take all of what makes the song good out of it,
0: and pop
2: like <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not it's not the right answer. I'm really sorry, man, that I that I took your number oh, two from you, no man.
0: Worries. I didn't mean to step on that. Um, you did. You you always disrespect me. Every time I want to power Well, we've research, we've been we've been getting Andy. along
2: so well and you had to you had to drag <laughs> you up it your up. skeletons. I fucked, it, you up. fucked it up. We well, just for so that, well. then I'm going to do my number one before you do your number one and, and finish my thought. Well, it's my show, so I do what I want. Um <laughs> again, top women's musician, arguably a goat. Not not even arguably. She's a goat. One of the goats. Madonna. Why'd you cover American Pie, Madonna? Why why did you take why did you take Don McClain's eight-minute opus to American Music Americana to the tragic deaths of Chubby Checker and the Big Bopper or not Chubby Checker, the Big Bopper and Richie Valens and and uh, Buddy Holly? Holly. Why why'd you take that song, take that eight-minute song, cut it down to four, and cut out like half like just make it a dance tune the video makes no goddamn sense it's like her dancing all half naked with like pictures of fucking like steel workers and it's like what are you doing madonna has made without question some of the greatest music uh, of the 80s and 90s and is an all-timer this was a mistake and and should be noted as a mistake and in my opinion the most egregious
0: of mistakes. My number one worst cover tune of all time. Even worse than her faux British accent. Yes, I, I concur. That's a good number one.
2: Thank
0: you. <laughs> my, yeah, my number one is number one. Just point blank. Period. It's number one. I don't see how anything else could be number one. With all due respects, here to to our host, Pat Boone. <laughs> <laughs> If Pat Boone, it doesn't even matter what song I'm going to say next. I'm going Tootie Fruity because I think that's more uh, that's more popular and more well-known than, like, Long Tall Sally, for example. But Pat Boone's Tootie Fruity, man. It's wow. Funny, the inverse of what I was talking about with Elvis, how Elvis had to be Elvis, like it couldn't have been just any dude. This is an example of just any dude. And <laughs> nobody, Little Richard at all. Like, I don't even know why they thought this shit was going to work. Like, go back go out of your way to go listen to Pat. This is the little version of tutti frutti. And then immediately afterwards, go listen to Pat Boone's version of
2: tutti frutti. And you will see one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> and, and there is no doubt about that. Damn. I, that is, that is a nice deep dive to wrap up the worst of the worst, man. Cause that is a deep cut. If you will, that, I, I like that out of this list, we had a couple of deep cuts uh, between the two of us, whether it was hard times for me on the best side to Pat Boone doing Tutti Frutti. You know, 85-year-old women watching the Lawrence Welk show are happy, and that's about it out of that. This Pat Boone is a special kind of fella. Um, so that's a excellent choice. I've never heard it. I know what I'm doing after this show. I'm going to go give oh, it a listen. listen. So that is that is the perfect cap to a great hour of podcasting, sir. Thank you so much. I want to thank you again for coming on the show. Before we head out of here, uh, tell everybody where they can find you out there in the Twitterverse
0: and on the Chairshot Radio
2: Network.
0: Well, thanks for having me, man. I had a ball. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C. Platt. Um, I'm all over Chairshot. You're going to hear my voice on damn near every show that you listen to here, um, Dwy Podcast. Tuddy's still trying to get me back on Pod is War. I don't know. Stay tuned for that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I got to bust his balls about that one. But um, again, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, make sure we're able to keep providing that content that you love so much day in and day out here at The Chair Shot by supporting the movement and going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. Please and thank you. Thank you and please... Mr. O'Dowd, man, it's always a pleasure. And thanks for having me, man. I literally had a ball. Thank you.
2: Good. I'm glad you had a lot of fun. That's kind of the idea behind this uh, this podcast experience. You get to have some fun with some of your lists. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chairshot Radio Network. As you can catch me Mondays with Dave Ungar, sometimes Christopher Platt, oftentimes PC Tunney, sometimes Aesop Mitchell as we do Bandwagon Nerds. Oh, and Ray Cash, sometimes Ray Cash, Bandwagon Nerds. On Tuesday, I'm with Dave doing Hockey Talk for Chair Shot Radio. And then on Wednesdays, I talk wrestling with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales as part of the Greg DeMarco Show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you one more time to my guest this week, Christopher Platt, for giving you the best and worst cover tunes of all time. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the 5x5. Hope you enjoyed the list. Make sure you listen to the best ones last because those worst ones will really hurt your ears. You've been listening to the 5x5 on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the thechairshot.com.
0: Sick of being upsold at gyms?